Hello, everyone, and welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, COVID is crippling global supply chains. How is this impacting small and medium-sized American manufacturers? We know that COVID-19 has disrupted American manufacturing, but how is it affecting small and medium-sized operations? Now, we hear a lot about Boeing, GM, and the other majors, but three-quarters of American manufacturers employ 20 people or fewer. How are they doing? Online manufacturing services provider Fictive, well, they've completed their annual State of Manufacturing report. And this year of COVID, it's a very interesting read. The results might surprise you. 89% of respondents reported a serious business impact due to COVID-19 in the form of lower sales, increased costs of materials in production, and canceled or delayed product launches. Now, at the same time, 97% of respondents said that COVID-19 has actually created new opportunities, and 87% planned some form of digital transformation during the crisis. Now, most feel that the U.S. is the growth area for manufacturing, with a decreasing reliance on China as a supplier base. In the survey, 84% said that they'll be more cautious about offshoring now than in the past, and 73% will minimize reliance on China. But interestingly, 74% will continue to source at least some parts from the region. You would think this suggests that American manufacturers are happy with the current supply chain situation, yet only 17% regarded their existing supply chain's performance as excellent last year. Almost all regard the agility of the supply chain as very important. Now, it's hardly news that manufacturers of all sizes regard a reliable supply chain as a business critical, but the COVID crisis has exposed us to something long known but little spoken of in manufacturing, and that's the relationship between the price of inputs to the enterprise and supply disruption risk. We've all seen this situation before. Small manufacturer buys semi-finished inputs from other local manufacturers, say custom fasteners, castings, forgings, power supplies, electronic components, you know, the variations are many. As the business succeeds, volumes increase, and eventually an importer steps up with an offer of quality production at prices so low the local suppliers just can't compete, despite the high cost of moving product halfway around the world. And in many cases I've seen, prices so low that it still pays the manufacturer to inventory considerable amounts of product on the shop floor to mitigate the supply disruption risk. Now that's fine as long as there's an adequate pool of alternate offshore suppliers to fill in the gaps if there's an earthquake, flood, typhoon, or protectionist in the White House, or maybe even a global pandemic. Then those manufacturers go back to the phones and seek out those local suppliers. And now those suppliers are in the catbird seat. Lots of demand, pricing power, and a strong inclination to take care of their existing customer base first. You dance with the one that brung you, and as a result, that manufacturer often ends up servicing small quantities from multiple suppliers, paying multiple setup charges, and coordinating shipments from multiple states in real time. The purchasing manager just swallows another roll-aid. But if that manufacturer sees it through, uses software to manage the information problem, and reestablishes a regular business relationship with local and regional suppliers, the end result is less supply chain risk, stable and predictable pricing, consistent quality, and importantly these days, traceability and a certification paper trail that's a manufacturer's ace in the hole if things go wrong, especially for safety-critical assemblies. Put simply, with the right digital technology, small and medium-sized manufacturers should be able to manage a more diverse, complex, local and regional supply chain while keeping costs in line. Will those inputs be as cheap as they were pre-COVID? Probably not. But the margins built into product, while they shouldn't depend on saving half a cent on the price of a lock washer. Thanks for listening to today's episode of End of the Line. Tune in again next time.